Thanks to our sponsors, Renault. The Renault Capture, the versatile, compact family SUV. I, I, a grain of rice. I, I, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Morning Vietnam. Morning Delo. Morning oh, lads. I made it back to Limerick. Yep. We're back in the cube, Teach. I'm back in the cube. Yeah. Uh, great couple of days. Brilliant occasion. Probably one of the best atmospheres, sporting occasions I've ever been at. With a brilliant game, and from our point of view, the results to match. Yeah, the All Blacks, my arse, as far as I'd be concerned now. Today, <laughs> just. Just don't be going down that route now, Dilla. Right? Okay. <laughs> I got out. I got out of bed at half past seven on Saturday morning to see history being made by our fellow countrymen. And you'd probably be drinking in the ball's head now in a couple of months with a couple of them rugby fellas, and you'd be all about them, like you know. You're a gas man. Yeah. A fantastic <laughs> occasion for sport over the weekend. Ireland making history, bringing down the All Blacks, getting the cup. Fellas like Peter Romani and Conor Murray. Doing a jig outside in uh, New Zealand. Fantastic. And then the capital, the atmosphere in Croker, from a neutral point of view, was electric. Even better, I got an invitation for the, to the copper box. My first time ever in a copper box up there. Thanks to, to Jim and Pauline Dyle of Integro. Thank you. I had a fantastic day. Uh, went out to visit my brother-in-law, who had a double bypass a couple of weeks ago in Dunleary. Got to dart in. Um, it was great, great excitement around the place. Like, you know, the Limerick supporters coming in the daft. And um, I'd have to say now, just an all-out wonderful occasion. And, you know, thankfully that we got a match to, to, to savour as well. It was great to be there. We sure did. And uh, Hoagie, you were looking very dapper down the pitch with your man uh, beforehand. But uh, you, you were great, Hoagie, but they were just too good. Yeah. I was really hoping coming on this morning, Delo, that there wouldn't, there wasn't going to be the but. But there is, unfortunately, we we were great. Um, the boys, you know, they gave everything. You know, you, you know, they they gave what we we knew they would come with. Um, they did their county proud, did the jersey proud, did their themselves proud. You know, um, but I suppose ultimately we never, never got ahead at any stage during the match. You know, just. You know, we got we put them to the pin of the collar. I, I I felt, you know, in the closing stages, you could see a bit of nervousness coming into the the Limerick camp. You know, we we had a bit of momentum behind us, but then you can go along to the likes of Garod Hegarty, and he can just make something happen and get that scoreboard ticking again, and that's a huge huge asset to have. And but uh, yeah, look, there's there's pride that can be taken absolutely from 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 our perspective, but it doesn't alleviate the disappointment you know when you get there it's so hard to get to get there and there's so much commitment from the boys and, and everything else to come up short you know so you know such a small margin it is disappointing and then look the boys will be hurting and it'll it'll be a tough one for the next few weeks and you know they get back to the clubs and whatever but it's still something they'll look at the whole you know the winter the, i always think the winter is just that bit darker that bit longer when when you know you come up a bit short there like that you know because all you're thinking about is Wanting to get back, get you know, get back on the horse, so to speak. Um, Jesus, you you should try out the rest of our winters for most of our lives. Like, 
<laughs> I said a few words Saturday night. I said a few words Saturday night to the lads out of the meal with a fantastic weekend now. Thanks to the Casanac Hotel here with a few IT glitches now. We might be a bit late getting the show out. But uh, I said, lads, this is the last speech I'm ever going to make. <laughs> like, okay, we don't get, we, we have long winters every year. Like, but uh, um, no, it just was a tremendous weekend, lads, wasn't it? Um, and the fastest ever three in a row won, pointed out to me by Mick Boland there this morning in a text message. From December 2020 to July 22, three in a row, Marco. Jesus, that's, yeah, that is some going out, to be fair. And and Limerick joining the, the Kilkenny's and the Tipperary's and the Corks to do three in a row. Um, you know, could we have been even speaking about five in a row yesterday if that 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 that, that blip that they had there in the middle where Kilkenny took them? But you know, that isn't it just magnificent to be here. Declan Hannon, obviously, of course, collecting the cup for the fourth time, surpassing Christy Ring's record of three winning All Ireland captaincies. So I must give great credit to both teams involved yesterday. Um, like Kenny to score 226, their highest ever score in an All Ireland final. They played 17 of them under Brian Cody, other than the 2008 mauling of Waterford. So you know, Kilkenny must have been, you know, when they walk away from it just as a score, 226, and still come out the wrong side of the result. But they died with their boots. And as Brian said earlier on, you know, six points up on a number of occasions. Looked like Limerick were going to go away from them. And then in the 60, I think it was the 64th or the 68th minute, they drew level. Like, it was set for a grandstand finish. And then Limerick sent a little bit of danger, put the foot on the gas, went five clear. And then Kilkenny refused to wilt and got three more points to bring it back to two. So, for the fellas that were playing the odds in the minus three over the weekend, they must have thought they, they were on the way to Paddy Powers to collect the door. But, um, you know, a couple of late scores by Kilkenny just won't go away. But, you know, hats off to Limerick. Magnificent. And I'd say hats off to the Limerick County Board and the people that the foresight, possibly 10 or 11, 12 years ago, Dale, you would have been involved in the academy Jory Wallace would have been involved for a period of time there as well. They got a bunch of players together, and more importantly, they kept them together, and they have built in it, and they have, they have, they have, I saw solidified their hurling status, you know, amongst, you know, the other greats of the game, the Kilkenny's, the Cox, the Tipperary's, you know, in getting the three in a row. And Dela, the ultimate insult to your own county yesterday then is that the number of All-Irelands you have wasn't on the programme. I'd be having a word with um, me man above in Claw Park about that now. Very disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, Dela, I was looking out for you, kid. And I just really disappointed. Another error on behalf of Claw Park shouldn't have happened. The same as when they didn't invite Antrim or Kerry to the launch of the Lee McCarthy Championship when they were still in it. So all those things do matter, Anthony. And it is right and proper to give the respect and to mark those things properly. Just a bit disappointed about that piece over the weekend. Yeah, well, I, I suppose, Mark, it's just a mistake. Like, somebody, I'd say, has red face yeah. on him yesterday when it went to print. But I always say that medals are only the receipts for glorious memories. And they won't take the memories off us. And uh, no, we no, know we were there. No. I don't even know where the medals are, to be honest, which I, I don't. Um, it doesn't bother me. I know I know what we won and what we didn't win. And... Um, yeah, it, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of old chatter on uh, 
social media, which you're not on, Mark. Like, so you're lucky with that. Almost. Thanks for the God, I'm not. But you know what? But Anthony, we're, we're running a fantastic organisation. And I know we'll be having this debate again about the split season. But, you know, it was, I say the viewing numbers must have been massive yesterday. We got a glorious day, fierce warm, guaranteed your sunshine in July more often than not. And it was fantastic. I know it's over early, but like we had a massive crescendo yesterday to the hurling championship. And hats off to everybody involved. You know, listen, they're small little errors, but they just shouldn't happen. Like, you know, but you're right. You have the medals, by, And that's the important thing. Well, we have the memories. That's, that's, that'll be my main thing. And yeah. as I just said yeah. it this morning, like, um, look, man, like Saturday night, I said a few, I told a few yarns about the holidays and whatever else. And uh, Jesus, look, man, I, I didn't even tell him until about three minutes beforehand that he was saying a few words. Jesus, talk about holding a room in the palm of his hand, like. <laughs> and I said it to the new, the new, the new chairman, Kieran Keaton. Now he's there about a year now. I said, now you know why we won a second one, Kieran. <laughs> and he said, Jesus, you, you, you'd stand in the snow to listen to him, like you know. But, um, I know it was great. It was great to catch up with all the boys, and everyone was very friendly. Mark, you'll be glad to know towards each other, and, you know. So um, how did how did the uh, the Davy and the Lohan? Um, Loving go, or was it just yourself? Are we the man in the middle now? We just want a small bit of insight now for the listeners because there's a lot of love needs to, um, you know, and like the boys in Kilkenny will get their chance again now fairly soon because there'll be a regular visit to Crow Park right. with Henry and Brian over the coming years. So just want to know how did the Dave in the low side of things go over the weekend? Well, you see, we'd all the girls with us as well, like, and then there's the two panels, 95 and 97. So, like, there was about 90 people in the room Saturday night. But I, as far as I could see, everyone got on great. And that's all I know. And uh, and Davey were out one and two. Michael O'Halloran was behind us. And we had a great old chat in the tunnel while the Wexford lads were being lauded. Sorry, TJ, for reminding me about that. But, um, no, all, all's good. All's good. I think, you know, anything like that is great. And there's just get oh, together. Fantastic. Right? I think just talk of a couple of nights away, maybe in 40 years out too. So, we might try and rally for that. Um, yeah. But lads, the heat was incredible, wasn't it? I, I mean, we would go down. Obviously, we don't need to walk out, wave, and um, walk down, take a picture, and then go away again. The heat in the studio now in RTE was fairly intense. Um, she's the heat, lads, and to hear Kyle Hayes saying afterwards, I, I didn't find it too bad to be honest. Like, what I mean, what athletes these fellas are now, like both sides. Jesus, it's incredible. Like, isn't it to play TJ a death? intensity and for a fella to say at the end of it I, I didn't find it too bad yeah I, I was talking to a few players last night um they'd all you'd be delighted to know there's a few of them um willing to come before us and have a part with us and tell us some stories and give us some insights Johnny Finn and Declan Hannon and Davey Reedy even Davey Reedy's brother and another fella from Matlaka kind of saying they felt they could add to the podcast so just so you know you can put it in your notes so you'll be listening in at some stage but look a fantastic weekend from Limerick's point of view. The weather definitely helps most things that happen in this country. People were in good form before the game. There was a good mingling of fans, you know, people from all over the world, Limerick people coming home for the game. And in fairness, there was just something special about it. Um, in the GA, there is something, there's a lovely ring to a three in a row. I need, I need a really, really, I suppose, teams that dominated. They like to get the three in a row. It was a big thing. 
beating Kilkenny, I suppose, you, you didn't want to make much of it beforehand because it's, it's an All-Ireland final on its own. But just the way the game went down to the last ball, beating, as, as, as you'd probably maybe all agree, the standard bearers of that work ethic and honesty uh, over the years and what Brian and his teams have brought to the table. And just for Limerick to be able to outfight them, get control, Kilkenny came back, go back in control again, and even in the finish to go five points up and then Kilkenny to hit us with three and bring the game back to two. So it was nail-biting stuff. But look, three in a row in all sorts of conditions, different months. Um, we've had crowds of nobody. Half a, half a stadium, full stadium yesterday, different months, different weather conditions, just a phenomenal team. And it's a just an alignment of the stars, as I said before. Great manager, great coaches, but truly great players. Uh, some of the best players the game has seen for a long time. Brilliant in their positions and gave a great battle. I, I just said to Hoagie there... Um, I expected the first half to be more ferocious. I, I I don't know whether it was the weather, Dale, or what it was. It felt more open and more spatial uh, game than I thought. Uh, Kilkenny changed things from 2019, I thought. They left that middle third in front of our half-hour line there in the first half. It was 30, 40 yards of space, and they went man for man, which is brave, and like obviously won plenty of those battles. But uh, it was well, a little bit different. They, just, TJ, did they go man for man, though? Like... Paddy Deegan got two points, great scores, but his man was doing wreck. I was watching from the RT box, kind of behind the goal, Canella inside. And like, there was confusion. The Limerick half forward line obviously constantly move. Tom Morrissey goes to the middle, you know, Kyle goes to the wing, Hagerty goes middle wing. And there was confusion. Yeah. At times, Richie Reid found no, himself it- nearly at left corner back like. Correct. They, no, they, they did go man for man. I, actually, in all six half-backs, which I believe has got on the scoreboard from play, um, the three for Kilkenny and the three for Limerick. Like, what, what, what I meant is the two midfielders from Limerick pulled to one side and they kind of pulled into their own half-back line at times. The Kilkenny boys followed them. And I just said to Brian there, at times, Garod, Tom Morrissey and Kyle were making the runs. Yeah, the markers might have flipped from time to time, right? And it was because they were overloading one side. But in general, it was a man for man. Kilkenny didn't give up the puck out in the main, it was allowing Nicky those spaces. And that's the challenge, I suppose, playing this Limerick team, whereas Galway did something different. They had a man out, they closed the space there, and then they went man for man, and they had an extra body there, whereas Kenny tried to do it a little bit different. So it was interesting in the first half, and I felt on numerous occasions for an All-Ireland final, there was a guy in probably 20, 30 hours of space on the ball, nobody on him, both sides. Yeah. Bogey, how would you how would you have felt about... I just, I don't know. I, I just thought Claire would say with David McInerney, totally engaged. Hago. No, Hago probably still in Ennis, especially, came up with a, with a big, huge performance for a finish. But David McInerney, I thought, came off with awful credit. I thought Galway, you know, Joseph Cooney, probably, you know, whoever was picking in Park Manion at times. But they, when, they, when they would say the play was away, they were absolutely men marking him. Like it was just too easy for him yesterday. I thought, like he's a brilliant player, now. Don't get me wrong. I would like to be any myself, but I, I just thought it was too easy. Like, yeah, um, I would agree with uh, TJ's assessment of it. I did. Lads were the half back line were in front of me in the first half, and uh, you could see Limerick. They're lining up in a in front of each, you know, on a line in the middle, and uh, they come in around Richie Reid. You'd have maybe Kyle Hayes behind 
you know, Hegarty in the middle and Tom Marty just in front. And you see it, the way they, 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 they split and go into it, but they were leaving the huge pockets of space in either side for them to run into. And if you've got Garod Hegarty with the stride he has and Kyle Hayes, those two guys with momentum running onto a ball and then you're having to react to where they go, like that's an awful tough ask um, because, you know, if you're marking a, a, a quick guy and he's run in and you can, you're physically stronger than him, you can kind of give him a bit of a tug, you can kind of knock him off his stride or he can, you know, whatever. Like you're at nothing giving Kyle Hayes or Hegarty a, 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 you know, a dunt. So the boys were reacting to whatever, you know, so Limerick were dictating the terms of engagement, if you like, you know. Um, so on one or two occasions, they did, they did try and cross, cross over and they saw Paddy, you know, stopping his run and going back and taking... Kyle Hayes was coming the other way and Richie and that was great and that worked but other than that the boys were over and back you know chasing and there's nothing worse than chasing a half forward for 35 minutes in that heat and struggling to lay a glove on him you know and uh, it, you know it was a talk I agree with you there was huge pockets of space and at one stage you had Daryl Donovan and Will Dunhill sitting on the sideline right in front of me as the two midfielders beside each other I'm sure they're only doing that because you know, they, they wanted to hold the space the other side for the boys to run into. And look, it, it, it's easy for us to say in hindsight and looking at it, and it's very difficult. I've been there in that, the heat of battle. You know, I said to the boys, you know, I got caught in 04 against Wexford and obviously a much more simplified version of what Limerick do. But we chased our lads over and back across the field while Fitzhenry put balls into space. And by half time, we were, we were burnt out. And, you know, it, it took the half time for us to go, what? What the fuck are we doing? Like, you know, here, because yeah. we're just reacting to what they wanted to do. So I just felt, yeah, like we kind of went man for man. We we, we kind of didn't want, you know, um, to allow them to build a platform. But in hindsight, we had so much space for Nicky Quaid to put ball into, you know, it was a big issue for us, you know, in the first half. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a difficult one. And look, saying that, as you said, like Paddy got two points, Richie Ree got a point. Michael Carey got a great score. So they were getting onto a lot of ball as well, but it was the damage that the three boys were doing. Um, you know, and, and again, the game is a lot more uh, a lot more nuanced now than simply saying, you know, well, this lad got these scores, so it was down to lad Markham. To, to a point it is, but it's a, it's, a, it's a team performance as well, and it's all a movement, and it's, you know, it's you'd have to go, you know, we probably will go into a bit more detail. It was the, the puck out strategy and how the team is number 15 players set out the stall. <clears> And our midfielders, you know, not given that kind of cover, you know, I felt our, our two midfielders were were bypassed completely, you know, and it, it didn't leave, leave much cover at all for the half-back line, you know. And, yeah. and Dale, you'd have to say, like, yeah. like three of the points that Gerard Hagerty scored yesterday, one from the sideline and two for maybe 90 or 100 yards out. So, lads, you could yeah. forget your puck out to then. Yeah. Like, that's not down to puck. Like, you can analyse the puck outs all day long. That's all part of, and it's a feature of the game. But some of the score taking yesterday was breathtaking. The yeah. hurling, the three goals that were taken yesterday, the first touch, Garot Hegarty picked the first ball on the run with the, with the heel of his hurling. Billy Ryan, first touch, turned on a sixpence, back of the neck. Massey Keown, first turn, had to do a 360 and hit the ball into the net. The skill levels that were on view yesterday were ferocious. And you allied that with the heat, and you allied that with the physicality of both teams. I know TG would have said maybe the first half wasn't that physical. But, like, like you look at the hit that Gerard Hagerty hit Adrian Mullen as, as one thing, and a fair shoulder and fair play to Cullum Lyons 
You know, who I thought who had a magnificent a game, game all through, great left game. the game flow. No major complaints, I'd say, from either teams. You look at maybe some of the individual stuff, but like overall, you know, I thought, I thought the skill level of both sets of teams was just majestic yesterday. Yeah, just just to pick up on that, that that first goal by Hegarty, like again, that was just down where I was sitting. Absolutely outrageous skill. I mean, I couldn't. I just, you know, there's times where you just have to kind of put your hand up, and go, Jesus, you know, what a score! Like to think it was Flanagan. You could see, you know, intentionally touched by Flanagan's leg. Put 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 a foot he, to the ball. Just, just, just yeah, really yeah, and 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 just like Hegarty coming a pace, like the touch with with the heel of the hurl. Into the hand, uh, look, uh, and it's been documented. The only place he could put it against Murph was up in that the hoop in the far corner, top like, left hand corner. Unbelievable, unbelievable did he, goal. Did he, and did he? Did he catch Murph, Murph a bit by surprise, Hoggy? Like he caught me by surprise, anyway, and I was sitting behind it. Well, he caught me. Yeah, he caught he me by surprise. He caught me by surprise how he got it up into his hand so quickly, yeah. in such a fluid motion. I mean, once he had it in his hand and he, he the stride was there, it, you know, you knew, you know, there was a goal on. Um, you know, the strike was fantastic to finish the goal, but it was the way he, because there, there was, there was, I don't know how many bodies there, four or five bodies. There were certainly three Kilkenny defenders. There was Flanagan, there was himself. You, you know, like if he had had to check his run anywhere or slow his pace, it would have given Kilkenny the opportunity to put a hand on him, hold him up. He never broke stride. He just, it was, it was just a phenomenal pickup. And yeah, look, absolutely. Like I know we're critiquing the match, but like the performances across both teams was was fantastic, and, and it was a, a great game. Um, but I had to mention yeah. that goal; like it really was just. I was class goal. But yeah. to go back to kind of just to go back and touch on the point, like at halftime it was one seventeen to sixteen points, right? It it definitely was end to end stuff. And if you measure against twenty nineteen, when literally on let's say puck outs I think it was Walter Walsh and John Donnelly were two wing forwards like they stepped in and tried to fill those voids they came right back to field literally in front of their half backs and helped them kind of fill the space which made it more difficult for Limerick but I just thought like I think Kenny, Kenny would look today to say that 113 was scored from play by the half forwards 1-5 from Garrod 4 from Kyle 4 from Tom it's very difficult to win games when you cough up that amount of scores from play to 10, 11 and 12 and I just felt that from a system point of view, they might look at it and say, geez, we, 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 might, we might have made that bit easy. Well, great. There was great scores. And like the Kenny found themselves back level in the second half. Don't get me wrong. They did a huge amount of stuff right. But I was just, that bit was surprising me. And, and the middle third, it, beforehand, I thought that was going to be ferocious early on. In the first half, especially, I didn't think we got that. TJ, I would agree on that. Because again, the last time when we did beat Limerick, I remember John Donnelly in front of me and, and the shift that he put in, as I said, he, like, he blew up after 45 minutes because he literally ran himself into the ground. But it was claustrophobic is the way I describe it. No, neither Limerick nor Kenny could move in that middle third of the field from the hits that were going in. Whereas yesterday, there was a lot more space. It was absolutely physical, uh, hugely physical, but there was, there was space to operate in, you know, particularly for the Limerick half-forward line. And it was just, again, it was just a slightly different approach that we took. And, you know, I suppose that, the midfield were a bit bypassed for us. You know, Keane didn't get an opportunity to influence the game as he had done previously. That's not be critical. In his first dollar and final, you know, and he's been a, a great find for us this year. And 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 Connor, I suppose, had his handful there in midfield as well. It just, yeah, you know, it was just. It, it, yeah. Is 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 Canuck is Canuck the greatest brain to come up with something new 
constantly, like to, to evolve constantly. You know, we, we referenced the 19 game there, obviously, in the hits and the space. And, and then Hoagie says there about the two midfielders being over on the sideline. Was both midfielders, like, when do we ever see that before? Like, both of them over on the sideline. Is he just... I, He's just a step ahead of everyone that he can come up with some little niche to change it from game to game. Well, I suppose the, the, the results speak for themselves in terms of the All-Ireland. Say he's won and under 21, so yeah, he very well could be. I, I, I suppose sometimes maybe uh, in this game, my team, like we, we might talk about setups and systems and the way they play, but you'd have to give the players a huge amount of credit. As Bobby said there, the brilliance of Groot Hegarty just to be able to get that goal early on. Like sometimes that gets lost. So incredibly talented group of people now. Incredibly. And I suppose just the whole way they dealt with Keane's last, moved on, it was next man in. And then the eagerness of the boys who came on just to play and help and do what they had to do for the team. Like so they just seemed to have their stars aligned beautifully and runs a good ship. And <clears throat> obviously you have to do that, you know. To win three in a row in the modern day, like it, it is very difficult and just an incredible team. And we're looking at the green. Like, um, if you ask me back in the day, 10, 15, 20 years ago, like say seven, eight years ago, was an All Ireland possible? You were always hopeful and you'd always expect that at some stage you get in the door. But the sort of dominance that this team has brought over the last five years, yeah, that's, that's right up there with the very best teams, yeah. And you know the other thing, Mark, all year we've kind of said the team, unusually now, because they go back to 1920 and that teams were racing ahead and they were getting reeled in. Whoever has started taking the initiative in championship matches this year has nearly been able to hold on, haven't they? That's right. That's right. Yeah, and like definitely in the first half, like the first six minutes, Limerick were a goal and two points up to no score. Patrick Welch probably got an opportunity that he'd be disappointed that he didn't nail for Kilkenny. And I thought he, he kind of needed to nail it, particularly the way Kilkenny actually started. But I suppose TJ Reid, I won't say single-handedly, but I'd say Parig and TJ were very good in the first half for Kilkenny. You probably would have expected a bit more from the other forwards. They probably didn't get it. Now, we know the Limerick backs, that six as a unit. They have taken on the best forwards in the country for the last four or five years, and they have given them very, very little leeway. So, in fairness to the second half, those forwards, the Billy Ryans and the Massey Keones, came up with the big scores. Again, TJ came up with the big score. Uh, are the big players, I suppose, being involved in, in the goal opportunities? But, like, Kilkenny, I think, oh, sorry, Limerick three times went five or six points up during the course of the game, and Kilkenny reeled them back in. So, that's down to, I suppose, the great credit. I, I, I'm coming away from the game yesterday giving huge credit to both teams involved yesterday. But at no stage did Kilkenny bend the knee. They, they struggled at times. They stayed in it. And you must give credit. Like, Flanagan wasn't that dominant. Gillan, you know, okay, he got three points from play, possibly missed a couple of opportunities, but was under pressure from you, Lawler. But you'd have to say that... Probably the full backline for Kilkenny would have been happy enough coming away, knowing they may be only conceded five points. Going into the game, would we have conceded one thirteen to the half forward? I'd probably not. But on any given Sunday, and I, I think I said this in in the previews that we did, Anthony. I said that there was upside in Tom Morrissey and Garrod Hegarty. That was the major point I was making because they have had ferocious finals for Limerick over the last number of years, 
and both of them played out of their skins yesterday as well. Tom, you know, started slow, got one point in the first half, got three in the second half, but he made a major contribution over the game. But, like, to go back to your original point about teams getting out in front and dictating it, I think Limerick did dictate the, the game yesterday. And I suppose Kilkenny for long stages were hanging in there and hanging in there, but it just wouldn't go away. And then pulling Walter off the bench, like that was a major... We knew he was going to have a big influence. We, did, we questioned whether he was going to start or not. But I thought Walter obviously made a big impression when he came in. The same as Richie Hogan, when he hit that point, I think it was a point to, to draw Kilkenny level. Yeah, I thought at that stage, maybe momentum was starting to swing towards Kilkenny with the guys coming off the bench. Also the fact that Blanchfield came on and got a point, Alan Murphy came on and got a point. So the bench had an impact for Kilkenny yesterday. But then you have to say that, that Limerick weathered the storm. They're great champions. They didn't panic. And I suppose for me, and it didn't change or win or lose the game, but certainly TJ Reid got an opportunity, I think, to take a point. Went for the juggler, crossed the ball across for the goal opportunity. The Limerick defence overturned it. The referee gave advantage. They played it out from the back line, through the lines, and Cahill O'Neill who came in at wing, went straight to centre-forward, and I think maybe Kyle Hayes might have went back as a seventh defender at that stage, but came in as centre-forward. He nailed one, and TJ, your friend from Hawkeye, delivered yet again for Limerick, right? Ball, I think, was wave-wide, and Hawkeye said it was a score. So, you heard it here before, Landis has told you, Hawkeye is your friend, and he's also the referee's friend, don't rule out Hawkeye to get you over the line. Do you need Hawkeye, kid? I didn't think so. Um, I'd like sure if it's a point, it's a point. But anyway, we, the, the, the Hawkeye, I think it was another well, one. Well, come here. Garrod Hagerty's point in the first half. Hey, Garrod Hagerty's point in the first half was also wave wide by the umpire. And Hawkeye came to your rescue again. So you had yeah. two scores yesterday. Yeah, but I think... David Reed did in, I think it was, it was the opposite, wasn't it? He was way down there and it was taken back. But look, okay, we, we, we want those. But I, I will agree, the execution and skill, there was only 10 wides on both sides each in the game. The moving ball, their ability to find the player in the gap of space, in the tight kind of circumstances at times, was, was, was really, really impressive. And Kenny just wouldn't lay down. They just wouldn't go away. Like, and they kept coming and coming and coming. They made the second goal and then they got level. Okay, thinking, geez, this, this, this could be their lane. It was in front of me there now, and there was plenty of action on the line, Brian. I see one or two that might have been as pleasant, maybe, as you would, might think. I'm not sure exactly what the wording of everybody himself and got there once or twice, but like in general, like they're just standard bearers on that, like that, that whatever key pieces that don't require ability, let's say turning up, work rate, energy, honesty, like just an incredible side. And in fairness to Cody, he brought that again. Definitely yeah. Wally coming on at half time was 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 a big influence in the game as well. Like and you know, I I, I, I was talking to the boys last night. Um there was plenty of aerial bombardment in the second half, like and dealing with some of those boys that are really, really good in the air and to be fair to Limerick, they had prepared for that. They knew that would come at some stage. And, you know, in the main, they dealt with it ex- exceptionally well. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. But it was great. It was, it was great that Peter Casey was able to come back. And, you know, I met the Casey's mother after the game. And she said, would you believe it, that yesterday was the first day that the two Casey's finished the match together. 
there's been loads of cases where Mike was out, let's say Peter started, he didn't finish, whatever, but yes, it was the first time the two of them finished the game. So, yeah, pl- plenty positives all around. And just, as I said, incredible that it's, as I said, it's, 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 it's us. No, as I said, it's just brilliant. Limerick had a great time there over the last number of weeks and months and years. And you know what? You probably have to say that the hurlers are responsible for an awful lot of it. Yeah, it was great to see two care men getting medals as well, as you say, like at the end of the game, the two cases. It was just it was great for the county as well. I was very proud of that. With Dela, Dela, you obviously know what I'm saying. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I was in the Dale Manor with G, right? Okay, with the pleasure of going to the Pro Am, right? <clears throat> and the two cases were in front of me, and I didn't know who they were, to be honest with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not the biggest lads in the world. They're certainly not the tallest fellas. And I tell you, for my case, he's been playing full back. Like, I, I look mm. at Noel Hickey. Noel wasn't the tallest guy in the world either, Brian. So mm. it doesn't mean that you have to have a massive big full back to play in that position. But by God, they are some hollows. And I mean, they're, you, Jesus, they're you only strong. go back, Mark, team, team taking on Peter Duggan. Like, I mean, it must have been a foot in it or more. Mm. And the way he could deal with Correct. it. Like, you know, just, but of course, the fellas yeah, have like, 25 inches of ash in your hand. It's how you yeah. use it. Like. Well, and, and any fellow to come back from the cruise and, and, and Limerick have had, like, you know, Richie English, uh, Peter Casey. I don't know what, did Mike have a cruise ship as well, TJ? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, isn't a great testament to the medical team as well and the people in the background and the dedication of the injured players to get their careers back on track? That is that's great credit due to everybody involved. When you're, ta- when you're talking about big fullback, like, he, I was actually talking to Noel after the match yesterday, but there, there, there's definitely parallels there in terms of the physique and, and the ability to, to manage lads who are maybe a, a bit taller but the old story of uh, I think it was was it Van Larkin was asked when he was marking was it Ray Cummins you know he was giving away a foot as well and what you're going to do he's so strong in the air and says for sure he has to come down sometime doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but um, you, sorry Hoagie I, and I want to come back to you on, on a man note that I think might be the greatest ever. Like, but TJ, what was the atmosphere like last night? Was there a live band or what was it? We were in the Bell in Blanchardstown, and in fairness to all the staff out there, um, they did live band between half seven and half nine, and plenty finger food. Now, we great crack. And I think back to the banquets back in the day, Jesus, to be some lady above playing the harp, lads. <laughs> Cheers, wouldn't be grand to have an old Ben or even a DJ like you know for the cracking door. I'd say they were probably wrecked, TJ. Were they? I, I just felt they after the match they were so wrecked. Everyone looked wrecked, didn't they? Yes, right. Because like the, the heat would take an awful lot of you, and, and um, but there was a live band, and and, and in fairness, um, they put on a good show. Limerick GA was very good, and I suppose the fact that there wasn't a banquet for the last couple of years with the COVID situation, yes. and they didn't get to bring the cup home, it def- definitely felt right up there. And I definitely a couple of them have said that it was every bit as good as 2018, if not better. That it was kind of a special feeling and huge satisfaction for the lads because you know they were challenged all year with different scenarios and it was people giving out of a crowd Hegarty the start of the year or the injuries that they had and different things and you know other teams improving and throwing the kitchen sink at them uh, a bit like yourself Dale, about maybe your last speech John Cregan you'll be on about generals um, mm. and maybe lucky generals well the chairman of the county board's tenure is five years in Limerick so after five years you move on John Cregan his five years is done so he came in five years ago well, and the team has won four All-Irelands. 
So <laughs> that is some some achievement for him. He spoke last night and he said in general, uh, Larry McCarthy, the president of GA, was there. Uh, John spoke, Karen Curry spoke. It, 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 it was it was just it was everyone was really good form, and it was a huge sense of massive achievement and a reality to kind of say, you know what. We're in the presence of greatness here. Like, and it's just so hard to do that in GA. It's hard to win one, as we all know. But what mm-hmm. they did is like is that we've only seen and probably maybe were the en- look, envious looking on like Kenny over the years. But again, and like there's standard bearers here that'll be that'll leave a legacy for a long time to come. Like wh- whatever you look at, like a half forward with the physique and power of Groad Hegarty, someone like Kyle Hayes with his strength running at you, we'll be measuring people against Aaron Gillan as to whether there's good inside forward. Dermot Burns, he's nail and freeze. That's like we might take the great long range free takers in the past. Shiny McMahon being one of them that comes to mind straight away. But I think any future long range free taker now would probably be measured against Dermot Burns. And I'd say that's probably going to last for whatever, 10, 20, 30, 40 years because it's just phenomenal. They're arrow like from like literally outside the D. Right? Oh, Incredible. You know? Yeah. I was kind of joking in last night that he lets he lets Galan hit the handy ones and he just takes out everything else. <laughs> yeah, geez, like um, yeah, he missed some keen like the well had some influence over the thing, haven't they? And it, just three brilliant players coming together at the same age group, and it's incredible. Speaking of of brilliance, Hoagie, I I just thought Reed Nihal christened him the magician. Reed the magician. Jesus, like, he has everything, hasn't he? Now, maybe the legs have slowed down a bit. There was one <coughs> foot race with Barry Nash, and I'm not too sure anyone on the pitch would have won a foot race with Barry Nash. Barry got there first. Uh, but, like, what? Like, he's just ability in the air, his presence, his free taking. Well, he didn't score that much, but nearly everything vision- good. Yeah, nearly everything good from Kikini come. Come off Reed, like in looks, he's he's just a phenomenal player, and I know he's. I think he's thirty five this week. Oh, you think is he? And I like, think so, yeah. But you, like, you need him. You need him to keep going, don't you? Like he just, he's a. He's, I think, you know, I would nearly always have had DJ and Henry, and found it hard to separate them as the greatest ever. And maybe DJ was for me because of, maybe I saw his ass at close hand more often, going away from me. But Jesus, this TJ Reed. Just unbelievable. I mean, he hasn't been on the teams that maybe you were on, you know, when you were yeah. all, and he's come up against a great Limerick team and good tip teams and a clear team in 13. And, you know, but like, he, he, he's, he's just an incredible man. He's, Jackie was with us in Adair on Thursday night and he just said he has no nerves. Is that yeah. possible? Like, or what, what, what's the makeup like? Yeah, I like. I really don't know what, what else or what more can be said about the man. Uh, like, as a guy, I would have hurled with and hurled against on several occasions at club level. Just, there's no one has a bad word about him. He's just a consummate hurler. You know, he's well able to mind himself. But there's not an, in, an ounce of, of dirt in him. He's a hurler to the core. Um, from, the, from, the, from the minute he came in with ourselves in with Kenny when he was 19, 20, I mean, to be well, honest, it like took he, a small he, while, Hoggy, did it? it? No, it did. It, he was burning it up at club level. I mean, that great Ballyhale team with, with the two Fenleys and Cha and Henry, like it was TJ at 19 and 20, 21, who was the best club hurler in the county. He, he was the one that was causing havoc, you know, inside racking up big scores. He was on, remarkable. But it took him a while when he was inside with us 
to understand that there was more, I suppose, required at that level than it sounds ridiculous than than, than simply scoring. You know, um, it's just the stuff that he does now. You take for granted with him now, like the dispossessions of the, you know, Conor Cleary, the the, 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 you know, he always had the vision, but, but you didn't have to score the kind of the ridiculous silence and all that. The, 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 he's a consummate team player now. And it took him a few years just to develop that, that, that piece, if you like, inside. Like he came on against Watford and he scored five points in the Ireland final. He came on in, you know, other years. And it was just that final piece of the jigsaw. But as a hurler, I mean, I've seen him do things in training that are absolutely, ridiculous like i've seen him in a match a full contact match where we'd be killing each other and just the, the composure he came in on one day off the the newsstand side and he put top spin on a ball as tommy was chasing him going to you know with the teeth gritted he put top spin on a ball to bring it up and over david herity and into the goal i mean we kind of just looked and said what what's what's after happening there like we couldn't understand how he, you know to have the nerve to do it and like he's a gallery like he would have been telling in training telling henry like he should have been the free taker you know you should be taking just yeah. pure, you know, I mean, like the way he's coming, it's a joke and banter. Pure nerves. He just loves hurling. He just, yeah, he, he's just, he, he's a great guy, you know. He, he just, he, he does, he comes across certainly as a guy who has absolutely no no nerves, but ferociously competitive and and driven in his own way, as he'd have to be to, to, to have done the amount of hurling that he's done, you know, over his tenure. Um. So I mean a, a phenomenal a phenomenal player and, and I suppose just 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 to to caveat that he came in with a with a, with a buddy of his a colleague of his who probably had a slightly higher profile well did have a higher profile in Richie Hogan both of them came in at the same time in Kenny. and Richie would have been the you know I suppose with that connection to DJ and everything and he was you know again the unfinished article but but an absolute class act and and got hurled the year and I suppose their careers kind of went. You know, diverged slightly at a point in terms of Chris, uh, Richie was riddled with injuries for the last number of years, and I just wanted to make a, a point of you know saying I was absolutely delighted to see Richie coming on, and class is permanent. You know, yeah. ball player down the wing, two touches over the bar. He managed to find himself in space where a lot of the clinical forwards couldn't get an inch of space. He found himself in space on the sideline, two touches over the bar, simple. You know, and I was just delighted for the two boys who would have heard together in Kieran's under minor 21 and senior just to see the two of them, you know, back on the field of play in Ireland final. And just unfortunately, I suppose I had done a gig that morning and Richie's parents were at it. And I kind of said, to, I kind of predicted, wouldn't it be great to finish to the arc for Richie to come on and get the win in or the last two, couple of scores and get us over the line. And that almost happened. But yeah, TJ is okay. like... But, and Hoagie, TJ actually finished uh, top scorer in the championship in 2022, two goals and 65 points. He was the top scorer. I don't know a lot of them are from baseballs, but again, yeah. with like David Burns, like his he's accuracy from freeze is unbelievable. Well, uh, in play, actually, Aaron Gillan was the top scorer from play in the championship with 321. The top four were Gillan, Adrian Mullen, Hego, and Owen Cody. So, but TJ Reid overall, two goals and 65 points in 2022 championship. There was there was, yeah. there was there was one there was one instant there, um, Delo just finished off there in the in the second half. I think it was the second half. It was he caught a puck out, and again <laughs> it was more or less in front of me and uh, out on the sideline, and he turned and and pinged the ball straight across the feed to Andrew Mullen. Now the ref was standing in the way. I didn't even see Adrian. The ref had to duck, but to catch a ball over the Limerick defenders, take two or three steps, and to have the vision to spray the ball straight across the field to a free Adrian Mullen who was. 
I I couldn't see him, and I yeah. <laughs> I was sitting in a seat because yeah. the ref had to talk and and a point over the bar. I was just like, Jesus, class, yeah. you know, yeah. class, and and yeah, like the the only worry is like, you know, Adrian had a great game, um, it didn't roll for Owen Owen Cody, and I, he'll have he will have other days, but like still, TJ is making everything tick for us, you know, nine points, but the amount of work and the amount of play that he brings other players into the game you know he's he's a massive massive part of our team and you know again it's a personal thing but really <clears throat> doesn't you know that he I mean enjoys the winter oh, yeah. takes it easy he's just married and and come you know we see him again you know yeah no i think i think you know we probably all assume cody say and i, I think tj has to stay i think you know even if there was a new manager and i'm saying jesus cody could stay forever like you know obviously but even if it was a change at that level, you need Reed, I think, just to bring on the boys another bit before they're ready. At the other side, Mark, and you know, phenomenal. You you touched on it earlier to lift the Liam McCarthy four times, like just incredible. What a game Declan Hennon had as well. Like what control, what vision, what calmness he brings to the whole defense. Like just an, another guy. No, he's only coming up to 30, I think. But um for me, he's hurling better than ever. Yeah. Well, we were we were lucky to be in the Woodlands Hotel last Thursday night on behalf of the Adair GA Club and the home of Declan Hannon. So it was belted out a couple of times on, the, on that evening. What a, a fantastic occasion it would be for the Hannons and their family and the Adair Club um, to have someone as special as Declan to lift Lee McCarthy on four occasions. And let's be honest, He's not finished yet either. Um, then you allied that with his career, Anthony, where I think in 2013 they played G in the semi-final, the All-Ireland final. He was in the forwards taking the freeze. He had a hard day at the office that day. And his, his career could have went one of two. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. But it went one of two ways at that stage. And that shows you the character, the individual that you're dealing with here, that he put that into the background and he turned his whole career around uh, became a centre back and a very phenomenal centre back as well at that time um, or, or since then. I suppose early doors, just I'd have to say, there was a couple of challenges. I think he hit Adrian Mullen a, a decent belt of a shoulder, won the ball and flicked it back to, um, I think, to, to Dermot Burns. And there was a foul, there was a free, and it actually, the first goal I think came from it and Nicky Quaid after Declan Hannon had won the initial ball. But his skill level was extremely high yesterday. He scored a great point off his left-hand side as well in the first half, raided up the field. And that is something that has probably come into his game in the last number of years. I would have said four or five years ago, he just plugged the centre-back position, uh, hung around the D. But certainly the last couple of years, we found him getting himself into space and taking on the ball. And he's a lovely pair of wrists, Anthony. God Almighty, off his left-hand side, he can hit that ball on the run and keep the hurley tucked in close to his side. And his accuracy levels are fierce, fierce good as well. So um, as an individual, then, I think every time that he's spoken after an All-Ireland final selecting the cup, and we're getting very used to seeing him now in the hotel with John Kiley as well being interviewed afterwards, he speaks so well as well. And I think that's a great tribute to the captain and... Obviously, he's a very, very mature player. And I mentioned this in a day on Thursday night. At some stage in people's life, the captaincy does sit easy with individuals. It doesn't for some people, and they can go back into their shells. But for me, the captaincy sits very easy with Declan Hannon. 
And I'm sure John Coyley, when he was picking him as captain, he knew exactly what he was dealing with. And Hannon has delivered, I think, on and off the field. And, you know, here we are, you know, lauding a person like Christy Ring, the only previous person to win three or captain three All-Irelands. And now Declan Hannon has done it on four occasions. It is an unbelievable situation. I think if we went back 25 or 30 years, uh, would, say, would, would people have said there will be somebody coming that's going to win at least four All-Irelands as a captain? I think nobody would have believed it, but we are living in that moment right now. And hats off to Declan Hannon, his family, his club in Adair. They have produced one of the finest hurlers of all times. Yeah, and just towards the night was one of the most enjoyable nights I put down. The crack we had, Donny was on fire, TJ, there's no doubt about it. He's putting you back in your box there as well a few times. <laughs> Teachers <laughs> having it handy. <laughs> but the Fitzgerald family, lads, just to say, like, you know, we did our podcast as well from live from there. Not live, but we recorded from there the day of the Pro-Am. And uh, last Thursday night, the crack and the... Uh, the just the reception they give you, um, they're just incredible people, and um, well done to them. But Dale, is, isn't there a huge amount of um, good goodwill in, in, in Limerick now? Even the night that we were in the Castle Tri Hotel, there was a f- great vibe down there, there was a fantastic vibe in the woodlands as well. And TJ has mentioned it uh, on a good few occasions. It's just everybody's getting a lift in the, in the county of Limerick. Um, I, I said earlier on, I was lucky enough to be in the box yesterday. Jim's sister, Teresa, and her husband were home from San Francisco. They've got in the game in between. They haven't been out of the country in three years. So just shows you what the GAA does for people. And on a side note yesterday, I, just, I, I mean, the world is just too small. I've no doubt about it because I mentioned earlier on in the year that I was at the, uh, you mentioned it actually, Dale, in a couple of the reviews, that TJ was in Leopardstown one weekend. You'd been out the night before. You had the whole pile of notes done. And I was actually at the Welsh game. Um, but I ended up, myself and Jackie, got to the pub for two pints afterwards. And I couldn't get into the barman. And there was three fellas from the west of Ireland who were holding up the barman. I said, Les, is there any chances that you might do a cock for a favour and go in there and order a couple of pints, please? So, anyway, they did on the occasion. But lo and behold... Who appeared in the box yesterday with the three musketeers from the west of Ireland as well? I mean, like this world is just too small altogether, like you know. So Shane and, and, and John and, and, and the other lad that was there yesterday. We we definitely be meeting at the gallery races in a couple of weeks' time because it's only over the road from the boys. Yeah, boy, Jesus, I tell you, five bends and the peak is over and the All-Ireland is over. And I'd be giving out all year now about it being over early. But I tell you, I'd be going to come on racing now very shortly, I'll tell you. Um, You'll be looking forward for, to a couple of nights out, Taylor. Oh, yeah, big time, big time. Uh, come here, for the first time this year, and it's always a great help to us, I have to say, the Sunday game, night show, to be giving out to us meeting now. First time, I had very little time given to the lads, the 95, 97 lads over, Saturday night, went to bed early, it was a long day and on and on RT and, and all that. And not complaining, she's an honor to be on and, and, and really enjoyed it with Joanne and Liam and Don Log. Um, and all the, the people that are not seen, just massive um, people. But I didn't see the Sunday game last night. We were in the bell, there was a live band on. We could see it and uh, I didn't really get to see much of the content. Um, team of the year, lads, and... Like men of the match, obviously nearly picked itself with Hagar. 
team of the year. I'm not even sure. The boys were able to tell me three lads from Clare got on it, which I was a bit surprised with now. They had a great Munster Championship and um, I suppose came from the dead against Wexford and then didn't really show up the last day. But team of the year, will you fill me in there? Have you, uh, have you down in front of you there any, TJ? I know, I know you were rushing from Dublin this morning, so... Marco, you have the glasses on now and you're looking down, so I'm hoping you look the team. I, 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 I'm, lo- I'm looking down, but I, I, I think um, Joseph Cooney is on your team, Delo. I don't think he was on the team of the year last night. Um, really great year and Yeah, I should come here, listen to me. He, he played really, but he's in at wing back, whereas mm-hmm. he probably played most of his season, maybe midfield or half forward, but he, he was put in wing back. Um, so I, I look to be fair. I'm looking at your team of the year here, Anthony. I don't think he was on the, the team last. I, I and I I can't remember the team, but most of them are the same. Um, was Connor Whelan on the team? I, no. Was he on the no, team of the year no. last night? Jim, Jim, I, I, got it there, I call it out to you, there. To his to his Nicky Quaid and goal. Um, that was tight. This is the team. This is not necessarily what I agree with. But this is the team. Yeah, uh, that Nicky was Quaid tight. Goal. Though, um, it was Sean Finn, Hugh Lawler, and Barry Nash. Uh, Jimmer Burns, Declan Hannon, and Parag Mannion, uh, Adrian Mullen and David Fitzgerald, Garod Hegarty, Kyle Hayes, Shane O'Donnell, and Aaron Galan, TJ Reid, and Tony Kelly. Well, I, I had there, it written down, Dale, but I couldn't find it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thoughts, thoughts. I, we, we look at, we congratulate everyone that's picked on that team. The All Stars probably be different. We know the journalists picked that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always a fair barometer to the All Stars. There's probably two or three changes every year. Your your thoughts on that, TJ? You, you got twelve All Stars last year, and you weren't happy. Like Donny, Donny was saying the other night that he thought the whole fifteen like should have got fifteen. Yeah, no, no, di- di- different and much tighter championship. If you take Limerick's last couple of games, versus let's say the Ireland final, the semi final against Galway, which was tight, and the games against Clare in the Munster Championship and the Munster final were very tight. So. Yeah, there was a general feeling around the place that other teams have improved hugely. They're playing differently at different times against Limerick and successfully at, and making life difficult for Limerick. So I, I just think it was a great championship for Limerick to win, given what they did. But I, like eight players is probably fair. I wouldn't be saying that we should maybe be getting any more. I do think the one I will stick out for is Nicky. I think Nicky, I know Owen Murphy is tight. I just think what he brings to the team, his puck-out strategies... Doing the basics so well, his leadership, calmness. Just for me, I think Nicky has to be in goals. I I I know Murph is good as well, but I thought that maybe if I'm maybe nitpicking with Murph a couple of maybe earlier games in the season, maybe a couple of mistakes here and there. Which is what Nicky brings to the team is phenomenal, and I think he has to be in. So the rest of them, I think, more or less speak for themselves. I would probably agree that Joseph Cooney should be in. I thought his year was good enough. I think unless he's unfairly done by the fact that he had to get moved back. No, I can mm. love a wing forward. Then he got moved back as Gordon McInerney. He was into. brilliant when he went back as well. Like. He was brilliant. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying, if, if, if did he get lost as to where do you pick him? You know. So mm. I, I I think that Joseph Cooney would be in the team. And in fairness, the, the other player that's been tremendous um, uh, in the championship, uh, Hoagie, is Hugh Lawler. Like he he just has had a super season. He's an incredible fullback. Even at times there, yes, he lost his hurley, and you know you can mm. see the determination and. Yeah, he's, he's, he's had a great year. So, hard to, hard to argue with a lot of them. And a lot of them are very straightforward. And to go back to the captain, Tony, Tony, Hannon, Tony Kelly, TJ, Tony Kelly in the corner. Uh, instead of, Tony Kelly likes has, to maybe Conor Whelan, Jamie Flanagan. 
Nah, nah, Tony Kelly has to be in the team, Mark. I, I, I just think he's phenomenal. I know we're probably all drawn to, let's say, his last game, where it looks like things maybe not have gone as well. But over the championship duration, Tony Kelly is one of the six best forwards in Ireland. He was this year for me, and he'd be in. But the point I'm going to touch on was Declan Hannon. Like, in terms of what he brings and that calmness going down the stretch, and I know that might have come now as a result of winning and success, and that makes it life easier. He's a very, very steady influence in the team. His use of the ball, especially late on, where he doesn't give it away, is so critical in the pressure cooker. And like, he's just been an incredible captain. And I think maybe Declan Hannon might be a, maybe a, a small outside chance of being hurled of the year, given his effectiveness yeah. all year and what he's brought to the table. I just think he's had a tremendous year now. Yeah, hurling better never, like as I said earlier. But hurler of the year, Hoagie. I just... Yeah, but just before we come on to that, so it's just one one person, and I'm completely and utterly biased in every aspect, but I just think a guy who is, <laughs> is from the beginning of the year has shut down Shane Kingston through to um, Rory O'Connor to get man a match in a Leinster provincial final by now called Mannion to taking on potential hurler of the year and shutting him down to then marking a guy yesterday who was taken off, you know, in Mikey Butler, I... I couldn't believe he wasn't cornerback. And I'm a massive fan of Sean Finn. And with these teams, you're always going to lose out. And I think Sean Finn is the archetypal cornerback that every team wants and has been so consistent. Um, and I think he's had a great year. But I think, you know, for, for, for Mikey's taken on all comers and in his, in his, in his first year, I think. But that, obviously, I'm biased in that. And then I don't, I'd agree with the boys. Like, you make a strong case for Joseph Cooney there uh, as well. Um, I think he was been he's been had a great year and probably a victim of the fact that he's he's had to fill in a couple of different positions potentially. Um hurler of the year. Uh well, I mean, you know, on purely on the final, Hegarty was was a monster. Um you've mentioned Declan Hannon. I like I came across Declan, I suppose I would have seen him first playing for our skull reach against Kieran's in the college's mm-hmm. final. Um and he was you know he's superb and he came up short that Center year. Forward. Yeah. Um yeah. And then he he was actually on an all-star tour with us. Um, I, I say he must have been only about 19 or 20 um, down in San Fran. And you mentioned maturity. Even at that age, you know, lovely lad, uh, mature for his age. Like, you know, good crack. Um, and then my last, I suppose, encounter was, would have been 2013 in that monsoon of an all Ireland semi-final in Crow Park. He was centre-forward that day. And fantastic hurler. You know, great. Like anyone that can play centre-back, centre-forward, wing-forward, you know, and, and be the free tech. He's just a... a constantly you know fantastic hurler and like the role he plays now for Limerick I mean he's he, you know his ability to like he came out with some balls yesterday he's just so quick the hands are so quick he, the ball is, is is there and it's gone you know and he's out and he's just aside from the, the fantastic point he got in the first half he just does everything really simply really you know efficiently he's a great hurler I, I really I really enjoy watching him um so he'd definitely be in contention but I suppose Dimmer Burns for me like Dimmer Burns like I don't know what his final tally was this year, but Jesus, like I think he he's up there as one of your top scorers, <laughs> like as a wing back. I mean, he's you know the, the, the point he got where he caught it over over own Cody. I know he can hit freeze, but the way he he he, he caught that ball over own and own won't want to see that back again. Take a couple of strides out and bury it like an arrow back over the bar. Like that's an absolute sickener for an opposition to see that. Like you know, it's you poke the ball out, you have possession of it, and next thing you know, it's coming back over your crossbar. I just thought Jeremy Burns all year has been, you know, really 36, Hoagie. 36 points. Like 36. Uh, Yeah, 27 frees, 365s and six from play. And and, and I'll just caveat that. And then you mentioned the TJ about the fact, like, you know, in Limerick, you know, half-backs will be measured by, you know, 
these lads, you know, and possibly Jeremy Burns. And, and outside of Limerick, you know, other counties, you know, if you're a free taker. But the important thing to say is he's a great defender as well. You, you know, sometimes you can fall into the trap of, you know, uh, wing backs and slotting points over the bar and aren't they great? But, you know, he, he, he's a very effective defender as well. You know, he does, he does the, the, I suppose, he's, he, his main job first, you know, but then he has that, that cannon in his arsenal, you know, and he frees, you know, Jesus, he's, you know, he's, he's accuracy from them and from general play. So, yeah, for me, I think, you know, and generally it's hard, hard for an old back to get the hurler of the year, but that'll tell you how impressive he's been. <laughs> yeah, TJ was given out about backs there um, the other night in, in, in a day or in sense was handy, anyone who played there kind of thing. <laughs> and I suppose uh, <laughs> Burns could play centre forward, I'd say, no bother. Marco, it's a bit frightening for the rest of us now, and I know that Pat Ryan is coming in and speculation that Liam Cahill will be going back. That's not confirmed, I presume, but... Um, Wall for a job will be up for grabs, the Dublin job, etc. Um, Cody take his time, but sure he'll be there. But is it a bit scary? Like that, Keen Lynch will probably be in the full of his health next year, Peter Casey <laughs> will probably be in the full of his health, Carl O'Neill will be a year older, Colin Coughlin. Like, I mean, people kind of forget that they were beaten a pint by Kilkenny in the 20 final, you know, could have gone either way. Bit of Hawkeye stuff as well with the with the point the point that uh, Clarky Jumpfella took down to you. But it is a bit scary back for everyone else that the average age is twenty six, I think. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I suppose what it does, Anthony, it's a bit like Brian's former team when they came along. Nobody thought they'd ever be beaten or could be beaten. And it is like everything, you you manage the resources you have at that period of time, and Limerick are doing a fantastic job. They've set new standards, I would say, and all teams that come along, there is a standard, no different to your own team. Anthony, 95, when you came along, he set new standards at that time in terms of physical training and other counties had to follow. It took a few years for them to follow, um, but I, I, I think Brian Hogan's team that came along, the great four-in-a-row four team, they set new standards, and I think Limerick have set fantastic standards right now. So... There's no weaknesses in their arsenal and it is down to all the other counties, Anthony, to come up to their standard. Now, I think I think you've made great strides, Anthony, this year in Clare. Um, you, mm. You've gone from maybe fifth or sixth at the start of the year to being in the top two at one stage with us. So certainly you have a huge amount of raw material to work with. Uh, there's none of your players are going to be retiring. Brian Lohan has started a new three-year stint, so I think you're well on the way. Waterford, um, to me, uh, won the league. They were obviously our fancies to be the second team in the country for a long stage until things got a little bit sour. I think the managerial appointment there is a critical one for them right now. They have a brilliant uh, panel of players, I would suspect, and they have the capability because they have a couple of really, really good individuals. So... Their managerial appointment is very, very important. Um, on the Cork side, I think from our point of view, we need to build on the minor and the two or the 20, 20 All-Irelands that we've won. Pat Ryan was in charge of those two teams. So I think we have a nice panel of players as well. And obviously, when you look at Kilkenny and the way they performed in the All-Ireland final this year. So that gives four teams, I would think, at the moment. And Wexford obviously had a good year as well. But those four teams have plenty of um, resolve in them, I think, and plenty of upside to come. So, yeah, Limerick are brilliant. They are brilliant. But 
and they have players coming back from injuries, you said, and 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 Colin Cochran and Colin Neely are aller, but they now have a target in their back, like Kilkenny had a couple of years ago. So it's up to all the other counties to to raise their standards and to to, to try and bring them down and stop the four in a row. Yeah, and and I keep saying it, the round robin in in Munster is such a minefield. Like you could, you know, you you could just lose the first one, you know. Maybe below Walsh Park, and then you're on, on the back foot, and that's the fascinating thing. I think there's no day there that you can uh, take your eye off the ball. Um, no, no, but I, I think one of the lads. Sorry, um, I, I I heard one of the Limerick team this morning making a comment. Um, you know that they had beaten the four teams in Munster this year, and then they had taken on the Leinster finalists in Galway and Kilkenny and beaten them. So you know they are fantastic champions, Anthony and. You're right, the, the round robin in Cork, like, oh, sorry, the round robin in Munster, it is a minefield, there's no doubt. And depending on who plays who, you know, we need a couple of games, I suppose, where maybe in the first round, some of the favourites are beaten. And then you really have, you know, the four team, five teams batting it out. And, and anything could happen in Munster, we know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at it. What's the championship overall... Hoagie, what did you? I know we finished early and we're always debating this. Mark is happy enough, and we'd be, I'd be pining for another few weeks. And there's no look at, I can't like my club are playing next Saturday night. Like I can't wait, like just to, you know, get back to that. And um, but at the same time, Mark, no. like we got just music in there for a small while because you've got to start talking about the car championship. Did you? Jesus Christ, this Monday morning, like I think. You know what true, I mean? Like, we're all in recovery mode here, like, you know, and the Clare lads are on about a bit of a, a, bit of a Bank Holiday Mondays type setting when we get back down, you yeah. know, the hardcore DJ. But uh, overall, like, there won't be much talk about hurling now, lads, for a good while, won't Because until it comes down to the county semi finals, finals, there won't be that much talk. I just, yeah, overall, when we, we'll have to see now what way the club goes, Boggy, and then. Assess it all and and wonder does the, is this better or worse for us? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't want to go against the ins and outs. I know Landers yeah. mentioned it last week about lads traveling. All we can come on to that in another another show. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the championship itself, like I mean, it, it, I'd be very much in the camp. I, I feel it's finishing too early. Um, I do feel from a promotional point of view of the games, it's like we were still talking about the Dublin Kerry semi final midweek. I feel the final was almost upon us before we knew it, and it's over now, um, and we're missing an opportunity there. Um, so getting that balance, and you know, and, and from a club point of view, like you're only talking about two clubs now, and our two counties, sorry, now, and and realistically, you know, from the semi-final four, yeah. there's nothing stopping. And how often have we seen it? Like we were in finals, you know, in September, and then you come up to playing in, in club championships, and you're still waiting on, you know, club finalists from extra Y county who are knocked out in midsummer. Yeah. So that that but that aside, in terms of the, the championship itself, and to be honest, my head is still looking at the, the final yesterday and trying to get my head around it. But my sense overall is we've had some fantastic, some really good matches. You know, the semi-final obviously um Galway and Limerick was a great was a great match. The the Munster final was a fantastic match. The Leinster final was a little bit of an anticlimax in terms of I thought Galway would have would have brought something a bit more. I think they just fell flat. Um and you know, from a Kilkenny perspective, Clare match we did we we were outstanding, but again, Clare will be disappointed with what they brought that day. And like I think John Conlon obviously been a huge loss in that. Um, but 
again, you've, you, you have already champions in Limerick. You had the, the champions that a lot of people were predicting, but what we all wanted was to see teams put them to the pin of the collar. And we had got that. We got that in the Monster Final. We got that in the biggest game of all in the All-Ireland. The sign of great champions, they responded to both, you know, both um, tests, you know, and, and even the Galway match, you know, three three games in a row and, 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 and ground out the results. Um, I think overall it was a you know it, it was a great championship. It was, it was you know it had a, an awful lot in it, um, but again we're now mid July. We're the 18th of J- July and we're done. And the sun is shining out here. And I know we go back to the clubs, but I just think it's it, and I, you look at the attendances. You know I don't know what it was like in Limerick, but there's a lot of tickets sent back and floating around there on the Thursday and Friday. Now it probably ended up pretty. I don't know what the final number was, but. You know, um, a lot of people on you know holidays, and it's, diff- it's, a, it's a different time of year. Um, so when you see kind of these kind of matches, and even last weekend the football, where they're not sold out, maybe that's maybe that maybe that'll get Crow Park sitting up and and, and having to think about it more than, more than what we were saying. But um, you know, that's something to consider yeah. as well. But overall, championship Couple I thought it was a really really enjoyable championship from a Kilkenny perspective. Seeing the I suppose the arc of the or the development of the lads over the last number of weeks and months you know has been positive but yeah i don't know yeah um dilla definitely last night the vibe from the president larry mccarthy was that july was here to stay he kind of made it made, made a note of that um do you think that was interesting larry's last night? through now no disrespect to you larry i understand yeah. you know this, this i understand but he'd be he'd be representing the ga's view the other thing i suppose that i was taking into account here is the let's say the elite inter-county player right the vibe I got from the lads last night was that the quick championship, let's say, condensed a fair bit, was that they were in favour. Because they said, like, why would you be waiting around? Like, why wait three weeks, four weeks for a semi-final? Why wait three weeks, four weeks for a final if you're in it? Why not just get it on? And the other thing, too, to remember here, right, is forget about us, right, is that all these players now, right, like, and just two teams yesterday, they will have their week, right? They'll have their... their, 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 their piece where they have to fix kick any will have to deliver a few days together as well. They gotta go back to a club like you know and they, they they have club managers now champion at the base. They'll want let's say two weeks off. They'll want the bodies to be getting right. And I, as I said, is it fair to be dragging the season out for all these players longer just because of a bit of promotion? It's a tricky one. I like I was probably the same since sure all happened sure the players, but the players are going to like say we we normally predict the top three in Limerick or three or four. They're going to be going right down to the wire again. When is it going to county final going to be played? September. Well, they're going to have no break, really. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, is, is, is drawing it out then and having them guys doing more training, let's say, waiting three weeks or four weeks for a possible semi final or a final? Is yeah, that, I know is what you're that, saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 look, we've trashed this out before. I don't know what the solution is, but I, I just thought just last night, just talking to some of the players, the general vibe was, was that they were happy enough. The championship, like it is a quick turnaround, like injuries, the management of it, and maybe that's one of Limerick's real key successes over some of the other teams. Maybe Kilkenny did it very well as well. When Leinster finally had four weeks, was the management of those blocks and, and, and got it right. And I think Limerick might have been like a lot key, and they might have been fortunate in one or two other cases as well. The lads were saying because there was a couple of others. You probably noticed Glenn's knee was nicely strapped mm. yesterday in the game. And I think Kyle was also carrying some bit of strapping as well, and. And on, on, on a bit of an injury, so like they're just I don't pattern parcel of a, a championship that's so condensed. But bigger picture, 
I, I don't know what the solution is, right? But the vibe I got last night from the president and the players was was that they were happy enough. Yeah, I don't look at it. I don't have a major problem, and people might think I have. I don't. I just thought, I just think in the overall scheme of things, you know, the Premier League start and all that from, from a hurling point of view. Yes, the club is, is all consuming for us, and we, we are very proud of our clubs and all that. But just we won't go into the game, no, Mark. I know you're mad to let it rip. No, no, what? We no, won't. no, 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 no. I, I, I've only, I've only, I have the club championship down there as one of the things as a highlight of the year, and the only highlight is that we are moving away from the intercounty, and the club player is going to get a lot of recognition over the next four or five months because live streaming is going to be part of, I think, a lot of counties now, and I see the examiner there launched the, the live streaming this morning in Cork, eight euros if you want to look at one game. Or why wouldn't you just pay 50 euros and you get the whole lot all of the time? So that Every is game. a fantastic opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I think I, if, I, if I'm reading it right, I think they're, they're saying here, um, give me one second, Anthony. Um, I have to put on the glasses there. Um, yeah. Uh, there will be an eight euro per view charge per game this season for followers seeking one-time access or you may prefer our sizzling summer subscription offer for the Irish Examiner entire suite of content, including the daily e-paper, GA live streams, podcasts, and acclaimed sports writing for a stunning five euros a month or 50 euros for 12 months. Now, that's what you call giving value for the punter. And just to take on that step, I thought yesterday charging 90 euros for one match was a bit Irish, I'd have to say. I want to see two matches in Crow Park if I'm going to be paying 90 euros. So we have to bring back some Cortland Razor for me. Uh, Hawkeye needs to be bedded in correctly. We don't need to see no data available or Hawkeye being stood down. That needs to be a constant and it needs to be rolled out into the other stadiums Parky, Cueve, Turles, a couple of the football grounds up around the west of Ireland and the north of Ireland, wherever they are. We certainly won't be going there, Dela. And support for the referees is the last thing I'm going to finish off on, is that Cullum Lines um, had a fantastic game yesterday. I'm delighted for him. And John Keenan, you know you 100% support out there amongst the 99% of, of people who listen to this show and a genuine GA people, you had a magnificent monster final. Disappointed that the GA didn't see it in their arsenal to give them any function or role since the monster final. Not good enough, gents. Yeah, well said. And, and yeah, John, yeah, I feel a bit for him. I thought he contributed to one of the great monster finals. And uh, well, well done to call on yesterday because tough day at the referee now. The heat, like, I mean, they're not as fit as the players, so they couldn't be. Um, and he he did some job. And he was consistent. That's what I thought. You know, yes, I made mistakes. He was. The players made mistakes. Frank Cody made mistakes. John Kelly made mistakes. Colin made a couple of mistakes. He was consistent. He was fair. And I think we all liked the way he played. Let's great great day again. Great chat. Fantasy. Uh, we have a new champion, I believe. Uh, he's he can win in everything. Like you know, uh, great score. Uh, I was sitting beside Liam Sheedy for the match. He knew he was going well, um, and he jumped. Hales. He jumped up there, 
just very disappointed that I, I finished in sixth with a big arrow pointing down. I stayed ahead of you, Huggy. And Sean, you, you moved over, Dela, you, mo- you moved over to the section for the 3.4 million mention in the Blackrock Road with Johnny McGrath. That's you know, not I'm, good now, kid. I'm going to ring in Patrick Mulcahy there to see what he set me up for next year. And I'm going to take it easy <laughs> for the league like Limerick did this year. And uh, well done, TJ. Great score. Well done, TJ. Family. Family effort, well done. Family effort, I suppose. My, my main man would have been Cormac, my son. Uh, he was very constructive all the year. He had all his scores and he's at all right. So I have, to, I have to give him a lot of credit here on this one. But yeah, nice to win it. Nice to beat all you guys in for once. And uh, yeah, I kind of have felt a bit like John and Paul that I timed my run to perfection. I was just improving towards the end of the league. Got it right for championship. TK. We'll have to have a beer. As captain, you left me down maybe on one day, but in fairness, overall, through the year, you carried me. Fantastic scores. To go back to one point, still, right, is, and fair play to Butlers as well. They sponsored the prizes for the fantasy. And we look at you overall as well. I was very close in that. But I just wanted to go say that I'm in the Aaron Gillan camp for whole of the year. <clears throat> I think he's been fantastic all year. He's top scorer from play with 321. I'm in that camp. Okay, I will say it. Our, our listeners, uh, Jack, have you, uh, our listeners, unbelievable. And Patrick's feckin' well are winning everything. There's a dispute of which of them will get hold of the year. Well done to Alan Murray. Murray's mints, 2-2-6-9. What a score, like TJ, 2-2-2-5. Uh, Kieran Kenrick, a second. Uh, Michael Murphy from Dunlai and uh, Thomas Lally and TJ, well done. Um, Dale, just um, you know, incredible score. You know, TJ. He's Brian Murray's yeah, brother, no, is he? It's Brian Murray's brother, yeah. Brian Murray's oh, brother, no. so yeah, from Patrick's Will. So, um, yeah, a, a great weekend from Patrick's Will. With what a score in the finish, yeah. Just a small bit disappointed. It would have been unbelievable if I could have won that one as well. But the top five finish, I'd be happy enough with that. Yeah, and... Uh, fair play. Couple, and couple, have to give a shout-out. Owen Marin and seventh, you made a show on me. Cade, fair play at you in this diamond. And... My adopted club of Shannon Gales, uh, where we live now, Gerard Grogan, always comes up by 11th. Um, brilliant stuff, lads. And, uh, and I said it before, Taylor, that the guy in fourth, Tomas Lally, is a brother of Kilkenny, actually, Galway selector, Kevin Lally. So, yeah, he's, he's up in, uh, in the north at the moment. So, fantastic score as well for Tomas. I met him there I in, see, uh, I see. in Galway. And there's a clearman there, Brendan Noonan, part of the Command Racing Club there, Dale. I see him there in the 19th position. Yeah, he's been in the, the front page all year. Yeah, yeah, they were knocking around the hotel, the, the Mills boys. Fingers kind of brings the support act wherever he goes, you know. So, well, I mean, like, great at Fingers. He had a hip operation three weeks ago, but uh, the the man was moving well again over the weekend. He, he's, he's some operator. Um, any fogers there, lads? Any, any, any entries, the horses there, Macaranty? Uh, no entries at the moment. Jim Balger has reported that uh, both Literatus and Purple Gown need a bit of cut in the ground. So he just said to me regarding Galway, he'll have to wait a little bit closer to the time to see whether the ground will come up with a bit of digging it. We'll need, we'll need a little bit, I would suggest, I'd say, if either of them are to run. Uh, just to say congratulations to Ray Ratchford, who yet again has pulled off his 26th uh, golf Classic, Killer Golf Classic, and um, he has done a fantastic job. I think 160 or 170 teams as well have uh, have played over the weekend. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 
Uh, well done to Ray. And uh, I thought, I know there's another four, but I'll come back to you there in a second when I find it. TJ? Yeah, I have a couple. I, I'm hugging with you to last. Um, oh, Dilo, first, first of all, I met a lot of podcast listeners there throughout the year uh, over the weekend. Uh, all complimenting you and the team you pick and the show you run. So you seem to be doing an awful lot right there. Very happy. So a shout out to all them. And they were from all parts of the world. People who from New York, from Limerick, which listen in on a regular basis. Guy from San Francisco last night telling me that he tunes in every week and he likes to photograph at the end kind of hear what's going on. So uh, important. Uh, second thing is to... RTE for inviting me up for up for the match on Saturday night. Great night. Um, and Hugh in the board's head looked after us. Uh, a case hospitality. Again, unbelievable. Yeah, Hugh was class. And also, one last one. Dave Russell, my buddy, the champion jockey and Grand National Gold Cup winner, Superman, uh, was very good to us over the weekend because he arrived down for the crack. He picked us up in RTE, brought us to town. Davey doesn't drink. Uh, looked after us, hung out with us. Uh, when taxis were scarce, not sure what time in the morning it was. Davy, in fairness, and brought us home. We met him for breakfast. He brought me to the match. Couldn't have been better. He loved the crack. And you know what, Marco? Davy's looking forward to trying getting the rebels back to Crow Park. He's kind of fast. Getting anxious for us, Davy. Yeah, and I think I think Dillo he said is he's a Nicky Quaid fan as well. Davy is, and he kind of told me was that if Nicky didn't get the All Star in 2022, that he was prepared to lead the match. Well, so that Merlin for cancer is not too far away either, is it? Correct. 16th of August. Yeah, yeah. Does he need a couple of selectors, TJ? Yeah, he needs. Landers, if I can get five minutes on you. Yeah, and in fairness, are, I, I, I hate to tell you, Dela, we're on the Munster team now, like against the Leinster team in the hurling for cancer. So you won't get five minutes for me, but any I day you want five managed, minutes, I, I'll I'll be prepared to talk for you, Dela. No problem. I managed Dublin for six years. I nearly qualified for Leinster just to get on you here for a few minutes. <laughs> and Mark, James, Dow- James Dowling, I think, is selected with Jim Bulger, and he kind of does a bit of recruitment to the players because James's context. So I think James had um, recruited uh, Paul Murphy and Jackie Turrell, right? But did two lads were in our company with Davey on Saturday night. So watch the space. I think he's got them to do the U-turn. I think, it's been a, I, I think he pulled a master stroke on Saturday night. Ogie, are you talking about No, I haven't, I haven't. Well, I haven't got the call yet, Dello. Uh, to be honest, the state, I mean, I'm not sure what use I'd be, but anyway, we'll... Uh, well, I, the phone is oh. on. Um, but I have a Fogger. I, I don't know if TJ finished. He usually has a long list there. Fogger, Fogers. He's done. I, wonder, no, I just have, I just have a quick on. one there um, to IRL. The boys in IRL construction out there in Vancouver. Um, the brother's out there for the summer. And he said the boys are big fans of the podcast. Uh, listen to it all the time. And uh, uh, Donlan's pub there. They're all in there watching the, the matches over the last few weeks. Um, good Galway, man. Will Donnan out there, but um, yeah, just give them a, give the boys a shout out. They're probably painting or sanding or doing something, or they're only getting, all, up, so. you're like, they're only getting up, <laughs> yeah, they're probably getting up. Exactly, did you have your table booked in Nancy Blake's? All oh, that's gone now, you can just do what you like now, isn't it? Do like no, I have I have I have a couple of text messages now to be honest about it. I um if it's a tough enough weekend there now and I'm going away for a few days there kind of towards the middle of the week. So I think I need to straighten myself out and do some bit of a detox and relax. But um just one shout out to the Monolene on the twelves were in Kilmacode actually at the sevens over the weekend on the twelves in the great time that's the cup final. Uh great underage work going on there as usual. But no, 
brilliant. Just to say, from as a Limerick man, I think that these boys have just maybe brought us to a place that we thought we'd never go. So now we're sitting proudly on top. We will certainly enjoy this one before any talk of next year or fours or anything comes into play. It's very important for all Limerick people to live in the moment. Just enjoy the crest of the wave we're on. They're a phenomenal team and long may it last. I hope you to listen to us for many years to come. Yeah, we're just about getting sick of it now. So I know it's a new button. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. No, there's, there's just two more. Um, I, I Kilmichael J have a golf classic coming up on the 26th of August. So check out the Kilmichael J social media. And I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough to bump into the great Henry Sheffield yesterday, uh, and I had a small little bit of a chat with him. Congratulated him in the year. Commiserated about his brother, and he just said to me, Mark. I really enjoy listening to the podcast. He said, your analysis is outstanding, he said, and it shortens the road from Galway to Kilkenny. So I didn't ask him what his plans are for next year, but I presume he will be listening to the podcast anyway, Dela. Yeah, well, fair play, Chef, and we've done a fair job of buttering our own fucking bread today anyway. We're, we're mighty, we're mighty men who ourselves, but anyway, great <laughs> yeah. to your lads, and uh, we, I know that we'll be back um, when the club stuff gets into the, the heat of it and uh, we all look forward now to the club championships and uh, thanks to the two of you I suppose especially and Hoagie you've been on quite a bit with us because your analysis is always top class and the thanks to all our guests we've had great guests you know everyone from Shane McGrath Ken Hogan uh, Tom Dempsey this year um, Liam Sheedy so uh, Cyril, what a performance in a day, and 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 he steps. He he done his steps for about three weeks that day. with walk in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, Derek know, McGrath, Derek, um, leaving out anyone? The brick. Who? Oh, oh, the brick, the brick, the brick, the brick, the brick, the brick flick. Class, the brick flick. A man that a, a skill named after him. So lads, um, just and yeah. Tom Dempsey as well. Larry, I know you're putting up the names there. We're all doing at this stage. But let's uh, thanks, as TJ, you said it, our loyal listeners, you know, we just never thought that this thing would go where it has gone. Incredible. And uh, the feedback has, it has been great. We don't get it right the whole time. And we've all different opinions. But um, thanks again today, lads. Well done to Limerick. Enjoy it while it lasts, as TJ said. Uh, he champions. <laughs> the three in a row, York's printed. Like, okay, tell you one thing, we get you next year. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know, I know we have the mute button for landers that we get good use out of, but I'm just thinking for next year, you may want to consider the best one for, for TJ if this is going to continue. Hoagie, yeah. you're breaking up there, TJ, next year. You're breaking, you're breaking up. <laughs> so, lads, uh, t- thanks for bearing with me today. Uh, thanks for the old hotel here in Castlenock for, for sorting me out eventually and the loan of the laptop off when the lads here. So, um, and thanks over and out. You pick, good, you, you pick good teams, in fairness, Dela. You're good, I'm telling you. I never quite got the John Kiley thing or the David Fitz thing or the Cody thing, but you look as we had a go. I think this this is this is more comfortable here talking about it and critiquing the whole <laughs> thing afterwards and beforehand. And anyway, thanks, lads. Thanks, Dale. Thanks to you, bye. Thanks to Larry. Thanks to Rafe. Thanks to Jack as well in in the background there. Unbelievable work and 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 distance was and uh, TJ. Enjoy the holidays. You deserve it. And uh, over and out, lads.
Pleasure, lads. Thanks to our sponsors, Renault. The Renault Capture, the versatile, compact family SUV. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. It's going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on. Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster.